It's over. It just ended. That's right. The Democratic National Convention is history. And the reality of this virtual Democratic National Convention was laughable. The never-ending attacks on President Trump were just a continuation of what we've been hearing since he announced that he was running for president. Nothing new there. They hated him then, and they hate him now. Maybe they hate him a little more now, if that's possible. One thing that stood out, though, is how irrational their hatred is, and their threat that if he's re-elected, our democracy is at stake. They're crazy with fear that they won't win this election, and they want power, desperately. They spent so much time trying to convince us that they really aren't socialists, despite the fact that so many of their leaders and the speakers at this convention are, in fact, socialists. So they trotted out a lot of people who tried to convince us that they're all moderates. And then a socialist would speak and say that they are the real voice of the party. It was totally confusing. And they're already in a state of extreme rage, and the election isn't until November. I can only imagine what it's going to be like a month before the election, or even a week. The people on CNN and MSNBC will be screaming at their viewers, telling them if they don't get out and vote for Joe Biden, that they'll be hunted down and beaten to a pulp like the guy in the truck in Portland. They're so terrified of losing, and they have no confidence in Joe Biden. And all of the excitement about Kamala Harris is already beginning to fade. The media is trying to tell us that her convention speech was brilliant and incomprehensibly inspiring. But we saw it, and we heard it, and it was simply pedestrian, nothing more. Only a fool could watch their convention and not come away wondering why they're trying so hard to hide something that's so obvious. Do they really believe that we don't get it, that we don't see through their half-hearted attempts to make us believe that they like capitalism? There were times when I was felt I was part of a giant pinball game, and I was the little ball. Remember those? You shoot the little metal ball up to the top, and as the ball comes down, it bounces crazily off bumpers, and the machine makes a lot of noises, and finally the ball comes down, and you try to hit it back up there with the flippers, so the ball will go back to the top and start the process all over again. Only at their convention, the speakers were the bumpers. You had authoritarian socialist Bernie Sanders taking the lead, telling us that Joe Biden is his guy, and he wants all of his supporters to come out and vote for him. He also said that Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy. Please, Bernie, socialism is a threat to our democracy. Socialism, Bernie. And don't give me that song and dance about democratic socialism. That's the way it always starts out. But it doesn't last very long. When the bread lines start and you can't buy gasoline or toilet paper and you lose your job, you start praying for a return to capitalism. And that's when the socialists start to turn into what they really are, tyrants, Bernie, and then the fun starts. I couldn't believe it when Bernie said that Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy. Couldn't believe it. That just might be the funniest line of the convention, except, of course, for Hillary's entire speech. She was really funny. So we bounced off that bumper of socialist Bernie Sanders, and then later in the day, 
I landed on the Andrew Cuomo bumper. The governor of New York spoke about the coronavirus. I'm not sure if he's a socialist or not, but he claims he isn't. One thing he is, though, is the biggest and most outrageous liar I've ever seen. People say President Trump lies. He's a rank amateur compared to Cuomo. This guy has nerve. He brings lying to new heights. He's the master of lying, the high priest of lying. His state lost over 32,000 New Yorkers, who died in part because of the way Cuomo mishandled the state's response to the coronavirus. Despite the fact that three states had more cases of the virus, New York led the nation in deaths. Of course, Cuomo blames President Trump for what he did. Had the convention been live in front of an audience, I'm sure that he would have gotten a standing ovation for that line. After bouncing off Cuomo's bumper, we hit Congressman James Clyburn's bumper. He praised Joe Biden and then called out America for their racism. He does that a lot. Later, it was Amy Klobuchar's bumper. And what a surprise, despite the fact that her state had many violent protests after the tragic death of George Floyd, she didn't mention a word about it. Not a word about the looting, the rioting, the burning of buildings and vehicles. No speaker talked about the radical leftist violence in any American city. They all ignored it. She talked about unity and how to feel safe being a centrist in her party. So this supposed centrist can look the other way as supporters of her party destroy so many cities and defund the police, as they did in Minneapolis, a city in her state. But she's a moderate, a moderate. I take back what I say about Governor Cuomo. This woman is the best liar I've ever seen. A moderate. you got to be kidding. From that bumper, we bounced hard left to Michelle Obama as the big speaker for the first night. She also talked about our democracy not being safe with President Trump in the White House. She was a great speaker, but so eloquently filled with condescension and hate. Like her husband, she talks a good game when she says she wants to defend our democracy. But it isn't very believable coming from the woman who has never been proud of America. Then we hit a bumper that was even further to the left. It was Ramesh Akbari, a state rep from Tennessee. She wants free college tuition and Joe Biden to solve climate change and, of course, racism, another moderate. We also bounced off the bumper of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, very quickly, though, and she doesn't even try to hide her hatred for capitalism and America in general. And everyone agrees that she is the future of the Democratic Party. They admit it. Later, it was Bill Clinton and his bumper, a little old and tired, and old-fashioned, too. He's a capitalist and not a socialist. He was one of the people brought out so the Democrats could say, See, we're not socialists. Look at this old guy. Remember him? He's really a moderate. Then, they had a real fake Indian speak. Her bumper looked like it was covered in war paint. She is Elizabeth Warren, and she leads the charge against capitalism. She's one angry, raging, fake Indian riding her war pony to Wall Street, where she'll take the scalp of anyone who believes in free enterprise. Her war cry is, 
You didn't build that. During the daytime, there were a lot of meetings of committees and caucuses, and I think most of their bumpers were covered with little hammers and sickles, and their bumpers were all red. There was the Poverty Caucus meeting. I think that was where Democrats try to find ways to put more people into poverty. Then there was the Women's Caucus and the LBGTQ Caucus and the Hispanic Caucus and the Native American Caucus and the Council on the Environmental and Climate Crisis Caucus. Democrats have so many caucuses, and most of them are filled with some of the most far-left radicals you've ever heard. But the party is moderate. Really, they're moderate. Just close your eyes and listen to the sound of my voice. My voice. You're getting sleepy, very sleepy. Now just listen to my voice. The party is moderate, moderate, moderate. You bounce off one bumper, and they love socialism. Then another, and they love capitalism. Another, and you're a racist. Hit another, and the police are all bad. It's a pinball game. The one common thread throughout the convention was that white Americans are all white supremacists and racists, and every evil white person wants to hurt black people, and because of that, all black people live their lives in terror of being hurt by white people. And black people can only count on Democrats to help them overcome the terrible racism that permeates every aspect of life in America. Because even though there are a lot of racist white people who are Democrats, they somehow bravely overcome their racism to help protect black people from evil Republicans who are all racist and proud of it. This is the party that wants to unite America? When you campaign continuously to convince people that they're all racist, how does that unite anyone? The best speaker at the convention, of course, was Barack Obama. He's the leader of the party, a god in the eyes of most Democrats. The left loved his speech. According to many members of the media, it was the greatest political speech of all time, the very best, better than the Gettysburg Address, better than Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, better than the one given by Demosthenes in 341 B.C. Remember that one? It was even better than the George Washington resignation speech or the Chief Joseph surrender speech. It was the greatest speech in the history of speeches. Barack Obama, like so many Democrats, is worried about our democracy. Donald Trump is hurting it because he clearly wants to be a dictator. It's so obvious. And on top of that, Donald Trump is a bad man a very bad man, maybe the worst man in history. You can look it up. Obama believes in the republic. Just ask him. He's surrounded by socialists, but he remains true to America and the Constitution. You're not buying that, are you? I wonder what would happen if America did turn socialist and people were looking for someone to be the first socialist dictator. What? You want me to be the first socialist dictator of America? Me? No way. I don't want it. I believe in the American form of government. You heard my speech at the Democrat convention, right? But look, if you've already decided to go socialist and I can't change your mind, I'll at least think about it, okay? Okay, I've thought about it, and my answer is yes. But not because I want to be a socialist dictator, 
but because if you're going to do it anyway, you should have the best and most compassionate dictator you can find. And that's me. And now all of you are going to find out what I really meant when I said we were going to fundamentally change America. Four days of speakers talking about all of the socialist programs we must have. It's imperative that we enact them immediately. And if we don't, America will be doomed. But at the same time, they love America and the Constitution. And they keep telling us that they're not socialist, even though everything they're promoting will lead to socialism, even though so many of their leaders are openly socialist. Four long, boring days spend trying to convince us to believe that they're moderates. Four days telling us not to believe what we're seeing and hearing. Four days ignoring the violence happening in our cities. Four days of calling us all racist. But if we just get rid of Donald Trump, everything will magically get better. Immediately. Maybe you're convinced, but I'm not. Democrats and their radical leftist followers and their rioting comrades are con artists. I wouldn't follow any of them, anywhere. They're incompetent losers, and the evidence is everywhere for everyone to see. Just look at any place where they're in charge. Their failures are there for all to see. But they want us to ignore the reality and come live in their deranged virtual fantasy world. And if you decide to go live in that place, don't look for me, because I won't be there. That kind of make-believe scares me. It always ends badly. Just ask the people living in Chicago, or Portland, or Seattle, or New York City, or anywhere they control. Tonight they had more speakers, Michael Bloomberg and Pete Buttigieg and Tammy Duckworth and Cory Booker and even Andrew Yang. Can you guess what they talked about? Right how much they hate Donald Trump. Well, that was my take on the Democratic National Convention. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. I completely forgot. Joe Biden gave his acceptance speech tonight. How could I forget that? He spoke words. I don't remember many of the words because they weren't very memorable. Nothing about Joe Biden is very memorable except some of his gaffes. Tonight, he read his speech without making any mistakes so he can read. It wasn't a bad speech, and it wasn't a great speech, but he made it through it without hurting himself. He was very energetic. He said we're a racist nation, but we have good people. I guess that means that we're good racists, if that's possible. It may have been his best speech since he became a candidate, but that isn't saying much. He wasn't a blithering idiot tonight, but that doesn't mean he isn't a blithering idiot. And when he doesn't have his teleprompter, he'll prove it. I'm sure the media will be telling us all that his speech tonight was better than the one Barack Obama gave the other night. So we should all vote for Joe. He has empathy, you know, and compassion, words we always hear when people describe him. The one word you'll never hear when talking about Joe Biden is competent. At the end of his speech, his wife came up and hugged him. She had to be so thankful that he didn't blow it. In the end, all this convention has done is to make Democrats come to the terrifying final conclusion that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are really going to be their candidates, and they can't do anything about it. There's no turning back now, and they're just sick. 
I can hear them talking. You mean Joe Biden is really going to be our candidate? I thought everyone was kidding. So you're telling me that this was the real convention? Really? You mean there isn't going to be another one where we get to pick a real candidate? This is really it. You're pulling my leg, right? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? And this isn't a joke? Okay, if this is real and I'm not dreaming, I'm not voting. I'm not. And you can't make me. Joe Biden is our candidate? And Kamala Harris? I'm out of here. You want to know how bad this convention was? How filled with anger and contempt for the voters? Do you really think that their dark vision for America is what people want to see? Watch the polls. Watch them over the next week or two. Donald Trump is going to be leading in the polls very soon, both the national polls and the battleground state polls. And Democrats and the media are going to be hysterical. It's going to be like nothing you could ever imagine. It's going to get ugly, very ugly, and exciting, too. I can't wait.